Turbo. Yeah. I told the tech, a nigga be shady And it's a boy, cause we really wavy I need some love to go with this hate Your mama a hug, we finally made it We playing M's on all the Mercedes Spend a whole M in the mob, you crazy What's good, sitters? This is Bradford Douglas along with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez And we yeah. are front porch sitting So, what'd you do this weekend, guys? Oh, uh, man I, um <clears throat> I played golf this weekend on Saturday And, uh, I, I had a good time I have to be honest How'd you play? I played pretty good. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, maybe personal best. Good. Uh, personal best for me. Yeah. Okay. Let's I, um, go. All is right in the world. That's right. So I, I played Saturday morning. Shane, Shane, my brother, he sent me a text uh, Friday night. And he's like, "Hey, I don't think we're going to be able to play in the morning." I was like, "Man, listen, I'm half meteorologist. We got this. We're going to play in the morning. It's not going to rain. We're good." <laughs> it's Florida. Yeah, exactly. So he he's like, "Well, just text me in the morning when you get up, and we'll we'll make the call from there." So I was like, "All right." So I get up at like seven oh five, seven ten, something like that. We're supposed to be there at seven forty five. It don't take me long to get ready. And uh, look at you. <laughs> and I was like, I think we're good, man. And he's like, dude, have you have you seen the hourly forecast? I'm like, man, come on, let's go. And he was like, all right. So we go up there, <laughs> and get the whole first 18 in. There's me, him, and another guy that we played with. And uh, I played pretty good the front, or the the first 18. <clears throat> I shot 81. And uh, I just I left a lot out on the course. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't uh, you know, I wasn't very thrilled with it, we'll say. Right. And uh, so we're, we're talking, and, and, you know, there's seven of us sitting at the table in the clubhouse there, and we're talking, and Shane Shane said something. I was like, well, listen, bud, if you want to go catch an ass-whooping real quick, we can go play another 18. <laughs> I have no problem with it. Another 18. Yeah. Woo. So uh, we played another 18, and wow. I still didn't whoop his ass. I shot career best 77. Woo! Went birdie-birdie finish. Damn. Felt pretty good about it, and uh, he still beat me. He's, he's just playing on another level right now. He yeah. shot 73-76. Saturday morning. Oh my god! Yeah, and he didn't play really all that well, to be quite honest. So yeah. He, I just when he's playing like that, I, I, I just don't have the ability to beat the man. Not but many, as much not, as I hate to admit it, it's just I can't. So yeah, well, I mean, it's about time he did something after I had to carry his ass in our tournament we had. It, yeah, that's you know true. What I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, Sunday, you know, it was raining, so I sat inside and did absolutely nothing. Played ping pong with uh, my oldest son almost all day. That was fun. Like four straight <laughs> hours. My feet were hurting. When I played so much. Pretty ping pong. sure I saw a picture of that somewhere. Yeah, on one of the social media platform probably yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah that's about it what about you bud oh man i had a big weekend um <laughs> i bought a new truck yeah um, speaking of social media i saw that on social media yeah and then um, i just wrote in it about uh, an hour ago <laughs> and that's uh it's nice man you know you know me i've been saving for that damn truck since i bought my freaking car which was the tweener vehicle right so i finally i got her a little faster than i thought so and then it was there so Right place, right time. Timing's everything. It is. I agree. So, uh, yeah, went Sunday, brought it home. Oh, other other news, the big news. Um, we also spent the weekend locking up a sponsorship. Big time. How about that? For the podcast. Not. What is it? Um, it is JW Weaponry. Um, it's my good buddy, John Woodley. Um, he has his own gun store. So he rode down with me to get the truck and... Um, you know, whatever. One thing led to another. I was driving. I was the designated driver. They had a couple beers. Uh, one thing turned into another, and we ended up talking about a sponsorship. And I was like, look, dude, we'll shout you out. We got some good listeners. They like guns. You know, sport fan. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So, turns out, um, we're going to partner with JW Weaponry. It's going to allow us to bring you guys some pretty cool stuff, um, like gear and, and stuff like that. So, I'm kind of excited about it. But, basically, what John, his, uh, his gun store... 
it's a it's a huge selection of like firearms and silencers that have a uh, different gear like hunting gear and, and different like apparel in the store um y'all should stop by and, and meet the folks behind the counter um make sure you leave loaded you know john's gonna make sure you got the right ammunition and the right the right heat um so stop by and, and, and show them guys some love um they really do have the i used to work there so um they do gunsmithing all kinds of gun work um class three dealer so silencer um if you got the right kind of money uh there's other things that you can get um yeah but they're but it's uh it's you know reasonably priced on high end or low end depending on what your taste is so stop by that the store and show them guys some love and um honestly thank you uh woodley and and, and the fam we're, we're proud to be sponsored up and partnered up with you guys Okay, so it's time for quiz down, and then Joey Edge, you are up. So I'm going to hit you with a question real quick. I was thinking about it on the way here. Uh, if you had to pick one athlete to cook a gourmet meal with, who would it be? Do I get to share the meal with him, or or do I do absolutely I... get to share the meal? What, current athlete or your pick, either one. Okay, um, I'm going to go with. Um... U.S. Open coming up. I'm going Tiger Woods. Okay. I'm going Tiger That's Woods. Nice. Yeah. I feel like me and me and Tiger could enjoy enjoy a nice steak and some red wine and and have a have a nice uh, nice time. Yeah. I was going to piggyback that. What would the meal be? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. What else? You're not going to eat just steak and red wine. No, no, no. Well, I mean, we'll have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's we'll what have I want. Some sort of yeah. potato, some sort of vegetable. Okay. I, I don't. You know. I, Depends on what Tiger wants, you know. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. This call. All right. Um, my question is is nowhere near as good as that. Who is your favorite baseball team of all time? No, just your favorite team you root for. Major League Baseball team. Who do you, I, what I would, team do you root for? I don't root for anybody anymore because I used to root for the Braves, and then they cut Mike two years ago, and they pissed me off. So I, I don't. I mean, um, if I had to say, I would. I would still say, I, I as much as I try to hate the Braves, the Braves are still probably the team that I root for. Word. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't have it. It wasn't as uh, it had to do with. I had I had a food question too, but Brad Brad beat me to it. <laughs> um, all right, Joey. So you kind of you kind of teased it a little bit on Twitter, right? Uh, right when it happened. Right. So I need to know. We're going to start off with that. What is your take on the Kevin Durant fiasco? Okay. So <clears throat> I, I I'll be a hundred percent honest. I did not see the event that transpired that made what happened happen okay I had one of my buddies who's also a physical therapist assistant call me and he said uh, you know we were just talking about the the situation and he said well did you notice what they did at the end of the first quarter when Kevin Durant went to sit down on the bench or whatever I said no I wasn't I wasn't really paying attention at that particular moment I, I wasn't even home at that time I was doing something else so he said uh, he said well they put ice on his calf oh right before I mean, right after he came out of the game, and then obviously he iced it until he went back in the game, and then two minutes later, his shit rips. Like, so I understand why that's an issue. Will you please tell the people who I'm sure most of our listeners know, but will you please tell people who do not know why that's a problem? Well, I, I honestly I'm not sure what the hell the point of it was. Like, I don't know what they were. I just don't understand what they were trying to accomplish. Okay, right. I am not a believer in ice. Period. For okay. any reason. I don't think ice is worth a shit in any scenario. Okay. Okay. Maybe in certain com- certain situations with a little bit of compression with it and a little bit of uh, or yeah, Brad made, made a motion of a drink. In a drink? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm right. good with ice. 
but for the human body, dude, it doesn't do anything, okay? And and the guy that came up with rest, ice, compression, elevation uh, in the 70s has come out in the 2010s and said, yeah, my fault, guys. I screwed that one up. No. I, I swear to God. You can you can look at the other. I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I, I whenever I was in PTA school, we had this huge discussion, and me and a guy named Ray Garcia in the program, um, we we you know neither one of us like ice and so we debated and you know we started researching shit and finding articles and next thing you know we stumble across this and the doctor that created it said yeah pretty much my bad i, I um i was wrong I, yeah, ice is useless for the human body and uh it really disrupts its ability to heal itself oh right so a- after an acute injury you know the, the the inflammation cells come in and they're they're there to protect the joint right, right? So that's what that's what they're supposed to do. So he, he basically said that when you ice it, it doesn't it it screws that whole process up in, okay. a, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. So what they do with Durant, it I just don't I I mean these guys get paid a lot of money, so they obviously had a plan, right? I mean I don't know what the plan is. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not telling you I'm a genius by any stretch, but I'm telling you what fucked his leg up, what tore his Achilles was the fact that they iced him, and then so. I don't know. Okay, did you see him pregame? Yeah. You saw. So you saw him jumping around. You saw him dancing, right? Looked fine. Looked fine. You saw him the first quarter. Yeah. Dude wasn't playing soft. Okay. He was uh, playing pretty hard. Right? No. Yeah. He yeah. was on. He was on fire. Right. His cat dropped my phone. His calf strain wasn't the issue. It wasn't. It wasn't the issue. When the doctor said that he's not going to injure it anymore, the only thing that's going to happen to a calf strain, a soft tissue injury, is another calf strain. That's not going to tear your Achilles. Right. I don't. I, it doesn't. I don't care what, what you think. I, it doesn't matter. It's not going to. The ice that froze, not froze, but that that the vasoconstriction, yeah, right. Of the of the uh, yeah, whatever. It that's what destroyed the muscle. Okay, so that it it, it made it to where so your muscles got ATP that flow the energy keeps the blood flowing and then you put the ice on it and it it pauses all that it puts it pushes that little pause button right right so then you try to keep going and that it, like you have to warm it back up you can't just go bam full throttle back into it otherwise that's going to happen you rupture an achilles you rupture an achilles and mm-hmm. that's what did the calf strain play a small part yeah because it's already pissed off right like you get a pissed off muscle of course there's going to be alternate effects to it but if he if he never ices in between the first and the second quarter, I truly, with every ounce of me, don't believe that he ever ruptures his Achilles. Damn, I surely hope for his sake that that's not the case. But it makes all the sense in the world to me. But I, either way, I hate it. God Almighty, I hate it for the guy. I hate it. I hate it for the kid. Damn, man. I hate it. Not I, kid. He's not kidding. Anymore, he but probably I hate shouldn't. It for him. He honestly, selfishly, he probably shouldn't even have came back. I mean. Listen, man. I promise you. I promise you. Over the last week to two weeks, he has pushed that calf as much as he can push it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. game situations, maybe not because it ever. You can say you went right. hard in practice no. all you want to. You can say I pushed it as hard as I could. Yeah, no. It's a different animal in a game. Yeah. We both know that. Yeah, of course. So I can appreciate him wanting to do it. I can appreciate the doctor saying, "Listen, I mean, we've put him through every test that you can come through, and he." passed it with flying colors so yeah i mean clear him that that happened i promise soft tissue injuries are a bitch they will always be a bitch there's nothing you can do about them like when you think it's healed and you go full at full speed i mean i'm sure you've 
as many sports <laughs> as you've played, you've pulled a hammy or, or not, maybe not pulled it, but oh, yeah. tweaked it or oh, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, a month later, you're, for whatever reason, it's still there. Like, you don't, I didn't do any, the one time I pulled mine a long time ago, not the one time, but the first time I pulled mine a long time ago, four weeks later, I, you know, I, I work at a physical therapy place. Hell, I, I did everything I could. Four weeks later, I go out to run again. Guess what? Uh-uh. Didn't work. Yank. <laughs> yeah. yank, yank again. Yeah. So, like, any soft tissue injury like that is going to be persistent, and, and it can it can come, it can kind of sneak up back on you at any time. So, again, I don't blame the doctors. I don't blame anybody. The only thing that, that happened to me was the ice. That's, yeah. that's what I blame. And I don't know whose call it was. I don't know if it was his. I don't know if it was trainers. Like I said, those guys get paid a lot of money, and they're really, really smart people. I'm not taking anything away from them, but... I think that is what screwed the man up. That sucks. Now, with him being out, what do you and they found a way to win the damn game. Right. What what happens next? They're going back to Oracle. That place is gonna be lit. Unreal. Yes. I, I mean they don't lose that game. It's gotta come back to Toronto for seven. I can't say that you're wrong there. Yeah, I mean me I, I would bet a lot of money on that. And I may be wrong, but I, I do not think so. What do we think about Game Seven? I mean, I'm conceding. I, I think I think the Warriors win uh, Game Six, but going back to Toronto, that place is a madhouse too. Agreed. Um, I don't know, man. Drake Curse lives. I would I would agree with that. I I, I think the pressure gets to them guys. Give me the team that's been there before I, and three times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, I, God Almighty, as weird as it sounds. I think the Warriors are going to – I think they're going to find a way to win the game, win the series, uh, and, and for no other reason other than they're champions, period. Yeah. I, I mean, that, I just can't I just can't see a scenario with them losing the game. I agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, – I don't think it'll be easy because they don't have the um, – they don't – sometimes Steph kind of gets lost in these situations. Yeah. But – I think uh, I think he's going to show. I, I, I'm, I cannot wait to watch the game. How about that? I know we don't care too much about NBA. I kind of like NBA, especially in the finals. I can't. I couldn't watch it in the regular season, but the playoffs it was, have been. It's still good been for hard me. for me to watch at times now because, like, the Warriors are so lazy sometimes when they're when they're getting back on defense. Like, they miss a shot and they they just get so complacent and lazy sometimes. It's so frustrating. But when they play hard and and. Toronto seems to play hard all the time, but when they play hard, it's there. It's good basketball. So I'm excited about Game Six, and if there is a Game Seven, I'm excited about the potential of that too. Yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. About, did you see? Uh, speaking of this, did you see the president of basketball operations for the Warriors <laughs> go into his little fake crying shit on a? Uh, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I couldn't watch all of it because it made me sick to my stomach. Like it didn't. There was nothing about that that felt real to me. Nothing. No, yeah, I mean, anyone can see through fake. Like that, that wasn't genuine at all. No. And that, yeah, that's, why, that's what made me sick. Not that he was upset. Like, if he was truly upset, it was raw emotion. I, I, I actually enjoy that. I get same, that. Same, same. But, but when it's fake or it's not authentic, I, uh, I, ugh, it grosses me out, man. Same. It, it makes me feel, like, grimy just watching it. Yeah. Like, I, what's your motive? You have an ulterior motive. What is it? Yeah, the well, motive we know what is, it is. Yeah, the motive is, please, God, Kevin Durant, come back to the Golden State, and I'm going to show you these fucking crocodile tears and make you hope and think or whatever that we really love you. Get the fuck out of here, man. I ain't got right. time for that. That's no. cool. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I have no time for that. I have, it, 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 like I said, the word I can use is gross. It just grosses me out. Yeah, I got into a small Twitter argument about it. and it, it's not. It was, you I, like to argue people on Twitter, man. Not all the time, but like... 
Don't don't tell me that was real. Don't just don't. It wasn't real. It who said, wasn't. Who real. said? We talk. You can tell me later. Yeah, it it wasn't real though. It no, wasn't real. No. Just don't be fake. That's all I ask. I don't. I mean, if listen, it, if if I really felt like he was being genuine and I like there was no tears. There was you could tell that the whimpering or whatever the hell you want to call it was fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're really crying, it's a it's a different sound. And if you don't know that, then fucking cry sometime and you'll figure it out. Or go watch Juwan Howard's interview at Michigan. Right. That's genuine. That's genuine. That's that real. Was, that was real. That's real yeah, emotion. For sure. And, and I just, that's all I want. I want real emotion. I don't want that or none. shit. Yeah, or, or none. Yeah, or none. Yeah, or none. Yeah. No, don't give me the, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. All right, enough KD, enough finals for a little while. Christopher, and yeah. I guess Bradford too. <laughs> Your boys, man, FSU, baseball, they made it to the World Series. Woo! We're going back, as Mike Mart would say, as Eleven would say. Um, dude, so, hey, wait, 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 wait! I thought he was gonna have a heart attack, dude. That when guy's... he beat on the when he beat on the bucket of baseballs, or was it a cool whatever it was? A bucket I, of baseballs. I yeah. thought it was a bucket of baseballs. I was yeah. like, please don't, don't, dude, just that, don't die right now. Dude, give that, it, a, <laughs> give it a few weeks and then go for it. Dude, but. that guy has juice, man. He still has the freaking juice. Um, I think Florida State is pretty just is as simple as getting hot at the right time. Like you know, especially with baseball, there's so many ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys in a season. Typically, you just want to get hot at the right time. Like yep. when when I coach football, we always had a thing. We want to get hot when it gets cold because you know you play the you play the playoffs in the in the winter, and so you want to be hot when it's cold. And so right now, them cats are hot when it's hot. I mean, it's they're they're as hot as they've been. I mean, they're they're forty one and twenty one now on the year. I mean, they went through a stretch where I believe they did get no hit by Stetson. Uh, I think they lost like seven of eight at one point. That's kind of tough to bounce back from, especially with a pretty young team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're going back to Omaha. They got hot. They swept Georgia uh, in Georgia. They swept LSU at that stadium, which was an unreal environment. I don't know if you watched any of that game. I watched a little bit of it. Um, I didn't watch, obviously, the all of either of the games because they only played two, correct? Yeah, correct, cause yeah. Because Florida State swept their ass. Yeah, we swept um, them. But no, nah, LSU, man, LSU was always, and honestly, it doesn't even matter what sport other than basketball no. that yep. you go into. But it's it's a it's a madhouse there. And baseball, that you know, they've been they've been dominant in baseball for years and years. So that place is always uh, it's a fun place to go. If you've never been, if like if for some reason Florida State gets matched up with them yeah. another time, you should definitely make that trip. I know I probably should have went this time, but I mean, they're just how I would describe LSU is gritty as hell. They're just Always. every damn out is tough. Yep. Nobody goes and gives you a cheap out or an unproductive out. Every out is every out is uh, is important uh, or tough to get. But I mean, just a quick touch on Florida State's baseball. They have the, the two main starters is like a, a cat named Drew Parrish. He's eight and five. Um, he just I don't know he, when he has he has all three pitches. Like of course, if everybody has all three pitches, they're gonna be tough to hit. But he's pretty tough to hit. Um, but he doesn't have a great record. He's eight and five with a five point one ERA. Yeah. So yeah, he's just hot right now. He's had like three or four pretty good starts in a row. And the part that scares me is you know that he's due for a bad one soon. Um, I just hope it doesn't come. Maybe maybe when he gets drafted or, or goes on, but please not at Florida State. But the pitcher that I like better, I think they may throw him in game one versus Arkansas is uh, C.J. Van Eyck. He's ten and three with a three point eight ERA, um, but he has like triple digit strikeouts and like thirty ish walks, so a real good ratio there. But he has he's like mid mid nineties fastball, pretty good hook, yeah. and a serviceable changeup. So um, 
with those two guys at the top, as long as Parrish has a pretty good outing and can get you five or six innings, the bullpen is at best. But, I mean, if you can give me six and I only need, what, shit, nine more outs? And J.C. Flowers, the closer, I'll get to him in a minute. He's good for he's good for a three-out save. But, he, I mean, if you have to extend him for a six-out save, he can do it too. Uh, on the offensive end, though, they have Mendoza. Uh, he got drafted in the third round. Hitting 319, he's the one that got the game winner in the yeah. 12th inning against LSU. He's, I mean, he's a really good hitter. Top I'm not three. sure why they threw to him then, but that's okay. With the first base open? Right. The reason they said is because they had Robbie Martin, who's a, the DH, behind him. He's a true freshman. But he's I mean, he's hitting like 328 on the year. So he's, a, he's not necessarily an easy out. But Drew Mendoza, the guy that got just got drafted in the third round, he's not going to be the one to beat me. Like, right. The bat's not going to be in your hand, especially with a bag open. Right. Um, But, I mean, the top three guys hit – 320 plus. I mean, I know I just said Mendoza's 319 or 318, but that's damn near 320. Um, but the one guy that we kind of have a little bit of a connection with is the J.C. Flowers kid, the center right. fielder. Mm-hmm. We coached against him when he was at Trinity Christian. Yep. He was okay. I, I'll be honest. I, whenever he uh, – when we played against him, I, I wasn't hugely impressed. I, in fact, I'm almost positive the last time we went to Trinity, he was 0 for 4 with 4Ks against Columbia High School. I was going to say 3, but, I mean, 4 might be right, too. And I wasn't impressed. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know some professional scouts that really liked him, and and I mean, so I knew that he could play, but I don't know, maybe he just whatever that that particular day. But neither neither time we played them, our the last year that we coached together, I, I wasn't overly impressed either time. When he went to Florida State, I was like, well, we'll see what happens. But obviously, the kids uh, flourished, and and yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him, really. Yeah, they've done a hell of a job. Um, I developing him clearly. He got drafted in the fourth round. Um, one really cool thing that he's done that I don't believe anyone's I don't want to say anyone I don't I don't think it's been done very often and I, I couldn't find I did a little bit of research I couldn't find anyone else right away that jumped out at me but it's like a triple double guy so he plays center field uh, he has 12 saves on the mound as mm-hmm. a freaking closer um, he has 11 steals and he has 13 home runs it's pretty cool yeah that's pretty tough to do yeah. you know what I mean he, <laughs> I mean that's that's impressive as hell so I think that has a lot to do with why he got drafted so high. He's a multiple tool player, but I think he's going to go with. Um, they drafted him as a pitcher, I believe. Do you remember who drafted him? Yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. Yeah, the Pirates drafted him. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what Force does. I'm happy for the old man. He's got 40 wins in 40 years now. Yeah. I mean, that's unreal. That's unreal. That's unreal. I understand they haven't won the big one, and he needs to win the big one. I don't know that he ever will, but I think now, no matter what. He's going to retire this year. It's been like a victory lap all year. They were in danger of even making the freaking playoffs or the tournament, um, or the postseason, I should say. And um, so now they're going to end it in Omaha. I just feel like it's fitting, regardless of how it ends. Um, I'm content with how how they're going to send him off. So I'm I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I have to tell you about Mike Martin. I, I'm not the hugest of Mike Martin fans, <laughs> only, right. not for any reason other than he's a Florida State coach, and and obviously I'm not a Florida State fan. I don't have anything against him other than that. Um, but the numbers that he's put up for 40 years. Unreal. People he, don't understand the longevity, like what that means. 40 years he's been at one place. In 40 years he's won 40 games. Yeah, I mean, that like, speaks that's, for itself. That, that's unfathomable to me. 40 years. You didn't have one bad recruiting cycle. Like just... You might have had some that weren't quite as good, but you didn't just tank one recruiting cycle in 40 freaking years. No, I mean 40 years. 40 wins in 40 years. Like, 
people don't understand how forty years ago recruiting wasn't the same as it is now. So he's had to evolve himself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like just the, that that in itself is impressive. And and anybody who tries to take anything away and say, oh, he never won the big one. Yeah, jump in the nah, hole, man. Like hey, go to forty hell. years. That's what I'll tell. I'll tell him go to hell. Come forty on, man. years. Yeah. It, I don't. We'll, we'll never see again, especially not today's game. No, with, especially like the environment of coaching is like so no. cutthroat. No, it'll, it'll it, we'll never see it again. I don't, over two thousand and two hundred wins, I believe, at Florida State. Nah, I don't. I don't foresee it happening. I just hope they go out and show. They got to go win the first two. That's the key to to advancing in Omaha. As long as you can get out, stay out of the freaking that losers bracket and try to try to win two. And help yourself out with the pitching and stuff like that. So, how, how do you think they'll do? Arkansas can hit. Um, uh, Drew Paris is normally the the number one, and Van Eyck has been the number two all year. So I know you don't t- typically want to mess with that, but yeah, if it were me, like I'm going Van Eyck first. He's a better pitcher. He's hotter right now, and then that I feel like that will give Drew Paris a little bit of um, able to relax just a bit. And know we got the first one. I think that'll free him up a little bit. Hopefully, it throws a little bit. And then if you, then if you get the second one. And you're really in the driver's seat, right? You know what I'm saying. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say I think they win it all. I want them to win it all. Uh, they're definitely. I mean, they were the three seed in their region, so they have no business being there. But uh, if there were ever a time for the baseball gods, I feel like the AL 11 won. So, you know, I believe in the baseball gods. So we'll see. Yeah, I um, it's tough for me because, I mean, obviously, I don't really have a dog in the fight per se. Right. I don't uh. I mean, my Gators aren't there because they were really not very good this year. Um, <laughs> I I think of the two region brackets, whatever you want to call them, the two brackets. I think Florida State got in the better one, no doubt. For them, for they don't have to play um, Vanderbilt. They don't, the yeah, they don't have to play Vandy or Mississippi State, who I think are the two best teams in college baseball, and Period. they have been all year. Totally agree. Um, so I mean, Texas Tech can hit the baseball, like you said. Arkansas was there last year. This ain't yeah. their first rodeo. They were in the championship series last year and, yeah. and lost uh, to Oregon State, I believe. Yep. Um, Who didn't so, make the tournament? Yeah. Crazy. Um, but so, I, UCL. I mean, it's it's UCL. not going to be easy. No, it's not going to be easy. But if you wanted to get in one side, you got in the side. You got in the side on. you needed to get on to to at least go play for it. it. Right. Yeah. Um, Nobody wants to play Vanderbilt nor Mississippi State. Uh, They're too yeah. hot. I think I think Mississippi State's won nineteen of the last twenty three, and Vandy's won like twenty three of the last twenty five. Yeah, Vanderbilt hasn't lost a series this year. That's yeah. They haven't lost a series this year. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you don't want them. A couple of years ago, when Florida won, that was how they were. Like, they, you might win one in a series, but you're definitely not winning two. And that's how Vandy is right now. Like, they're not going to lose two straight. No. I don't think. I no. would say that. And of course, they'll probably go lose the first. Trying two to and, jinx their ass into it yeah. right now. But, uh, but man, they're like, they're just so good on the mound. And I think that this this tournament should be pretty fun because there's several teams that are really good on the mound. Like Vandy, yeah. like Mississippi State, yep. and then there's several teams that are really good at the dish, uh, like Texas Tech, like oh. Florida State right now, yeah, like oh. uh, Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas's got a little mix of both too, but yeah, they can do. It's both. Uh, I, I don't see Michigan winning a game, to be quite honest. Nope, me either. <laughs> they, they're just like a lot of things that don't belong. Some things are not like the others. Yeah, Michigan. Obviously, yeah. I mean, everybody else I feel like can get hot and they have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Michigan's that one team that's oh, like, like, ah, sorry about that. You like, just got hot and and then now you're here. To yeah, lose. you're like Thailand in the uh, World Cup. Whoa. Yeah, we don't. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll go there later. But Whoa. you touched on something that was a little bit uh, kind of jogged my memory. Hey man, what in the hell is going on back in Gainesville again? 
<laughs> Are we talking about baseball right now, Chris? <laughs> We're talking about baseball. Black Edge will be there in the fall. DBU, for... DBU beat y'all, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm talking about more about the football. You know where we make our money? Football, man. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Because I've seen something like somebody said it's June, the sky's falling again or some shit. You know what I mean? Because you guys did this last year and you went out one to the game. So, is the sky falling? Well, it depends on who you talk to. I'm, I'm talking Listen. to you. I'm talking to Joey Edge, podcast co-host Joey Edge. I need to know what – I don't give a shit. Well, I do give a shit what some people think, but what do you think? You never get too high <laughs> and you never get too low, man. That's boring. It is boring, but it, it that's life. If you start getting too excited about something that's not in front of you, then that's never going to be in front of you. If you start getting too disappointed about something that's not in front of you, it I mean, you have a chance for that to be in front of you, I guess, but – you just you gotta you gotta go with the flow. Like, does it suck to lose recruits time after time? Yeah, it does. It but sucks to who. You, it's because who you lose them to. Right, I, and I agree with that. Like Georgia right now is is on another level. Yeah, they're operating at a different level. They're like Clemson. They're, they are. Uh, the the Williams kid from Louisiana that decommitted this weekend. Um, yeah. I mean, he visited Bama and then he decommits. Like, yeah, he had a cup of coffee. I mean, but like, what what was Florida gonna do? Not take his commitment? Like no, you're going to take have, his commitment. You, have to. you, you have knew he was going to go to Alabama, and yeah, he's probably going to like what he sees there. And if he gets a committable offer, yeah, he's probably going to back off of his Florida offer. Of course he is. I, I mean, mean, it just you, sucks. You have to be a lunatic to think that if, like, Bowman going to Clemson, like, yeah, I mean. I, that one surprised me. And the reason I say it surprises me is because freaking Lakeland's a pipeline. And he was so gator, I guess. Like, he was adamant, I mean, but not I agree, adamant. I agree with all that. Clemson called. I mean, I hear you. I, I understand. You I can't. It. You can't be a big dog without being a big dog. Like our, our brand, I, the brand isn't what it was ten years ago. No, but no, it wasn't. But we're not talking about ten years ago. Here's, exactly. Here's what. But no. Here's where I think is uh, on the Seminole fan on the outside looking in. When Florida State made their run in thirteen, in eleven and twelve, they had unbelievable recruiting classes because Urban had just left. Right. He left. He left them. Uh, UF and a damn shit show, basically. I mean, they had a hell one year, and there were must yet won what ten or eleven games, something like that. Yeah, but it was kind of fly by night kind of thing. It wasn't right. kind of a, a lot of lucky wins. That yeah, year. smoke and mirrors. But they, right. they, they they were down. They were down. My point. Miami right. was down. Miami's been down. They were down. So Florida <laughs> State was able to capitalize on pulling Lamarcus Joyner out of damn um, St. Thomas Aquinas and. And, and taking advantage of Derwin James and Jalen Ramsey and those cats and Jalen Ramsey is not from down there, but they were down. And so right now, Florida is coming off of a ten win year, an impressive ten win year at that. Yeah. Um, Florida State went five and seven, two games under five hundred. Miami was what they were. They are what they are. Mark Rick left, so there's like all this discord down there. I just feel like if there were ever a time where Florida, okay, if you want to be the big dog, you have to beat the big dog in those damn type of recruiting battles. I feel like now is the time why this window is wide-ass open in the state. Okay, you're not going to win every battle versus Clemson. You're not going to win every battle versus Alabama. And not going to win every battle versus Georgia at the time. But there, I feel like in order to take that next step, you have to win some of them. And the Bowman kid, who's very high on UF, and from Lakeland, I just that one kind of surprised me that I get it, it's Clemson, and I understand that, but... At some point, you have to win that damn battle if you want to be at the table with those guys. I, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in any of that, and I agree with that. And I think that Mullen's biggest mistake so far in his tenure at UF was letting Juwan Sider go to Penn State. I put it like this. 
110% agree. You don't miss on Trey Sanders, Bowman, and Kevon Lee. You won't miss on all three. No. You're going to hit one of them. And they're – that's just me. I, I think you want to know what I think. I think Florida's recruiting staff as a whole is average at best. I don't think they're great. I think they're able right now to get what they're getting because they're selling a, a, a very good product, a 10 win product. Right. If you send me out to sell ice uh, to somebody in hell, oh, it's going to be easy. Right. So right now they're selling a good product. But if you have to go sell ice to an Eskimo, they don't need it. Uh, that's that's a tough sell. So if they were. My point is on this: If you took Mullen's staff and put them on Florida State's roster, they would be fired in a year. If you put if you put Taggart's staff on Florida's roster, would like say Mullen still calling the place? If they were recruiting a ten win season, God Almighty, they'd be off the charts. They'll be off the charts. But will they ever get a ten win season? Because <laughs> you, know, you have to damn actually call plays and, and execute X's and O's. And I'm not sure we're great about that. But I just don't think Florida has a very good recruiting staff. I think it's starting to show, honestly. Yeah, I think uh, it's hard for me to agree with that, but I, it's hard for me to disagree with that too. Well, you, you can di- you can disagree. You don't have to agree. No, I know, but but it, if you disagree, you have to tell me why. No, that well, that I can't really tell you why. I think that they're good, but they're not elite. See, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't you know. Don't, I don't know if I can go good. I I, I think I think y'all the back the here's and then a little bit of inside information, and you have some too. But the back rooms of the Florida recruiting office is a mess. Yeah. The girl that came in, she had to hide out because she had that little scandal going on. The the chick, what was her name? Bagley. Yeah, her. Like that was a weird situation. Like she couldn't be out in public because of the circumstances or whatever. Yeah. Like my understanding, they're just trying to let that die down. Right. Then the guy with the um, the charges. I know he wasn't really anything, but he's still in the but back still office. In there. Yeah. Then there was another guy that came for one year. Mullen fired his ass after one year. I mean, so <laughs> that's not a consistent. Back room, like so, the coaches can only do so much. Especially has to be coordinated as well. Like you know, recruiting is about understanding targets and where they fall on the board, and then and then going to land them. Like we have to get them. Like we can't miss these guys. Yeah, and I think a lot of I I think what he's doing is good. Like he's getting former players involved, but they also like uh, Vernell Brown is now in the recruiting department doing stuff behind the in the back mm-hmm. room, like you mm-hmm. said. Uh, Kiwan Ratliff. That's going to be a big one. But they don't really have experience doing it yet, and so I think that I, I think that it'll be good in the long run. But in the short term, they don't have that guy that can step up in in the recruiting department and say, "Hey, we gotta we gotta figure this shit out and kind of get on the same page and get a little bit more organized and blah blah blah." But I mean, I also I also don't know that they're not organized. That maybe they the staff's just not the greatest of of recruiters. No, I mean. I, I mean, and we'll see. The only thing that will tell is time, and all we can go off is what we see right now. And what we see right now is, like the Beck kid played him for the offer with Georgia. Whether he actually did or not, he's still out in public saying that it's not. A, it doesn't look good. And then Bowman, I thought he was going to Florida for sure, and I was crying every damn day of that because I was like, shit, man, that kid's good. And then he goes to Clemson, which is almost as bad. <laughs> so damned if you do, damned if you don't. But then uh, this recently with Braun from Live Oak. Right. who was going to Gator. And then evidently Luke Stampini of 247, he reports that the reason he's not is because Gainesville's a shit show, and, and that's in quotes. So uh, it, it just doesn't – the optics aren't good because I thought for sure with his relationship with Hevesy that it was a done deal. I thought y'all were going to get both the bronze. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I, I 
I don't. I would have thought that too, to be quite honest. I don't know. And I like Hevesy as a coach for sure. And I think he can recruit. Okay, I think he's a good recruiter. But I, and he's gotten he's gotten what he's wanted for the most part on the O line. I have to I, say that. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, um, you just got the, 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 the Mincy kid, Gerald yeah, Mincy. Yeah, yeah. But that was a good kid. The, the kid last year that went to Florida State. Um, uh, what was his name? Fuller. No. Is it even player? Offensive no, no, lineman. Offensive lineman. Mm. He he's already basically taken over a role on the offensive line. Oh, Dante like, Lucas. Yes, Lucas, <laughs> Lucas, and then uh, the Braun kid. Like I, I don't know. I I, I guess you can't get everybody you want, but I just feel like at this point, after coming off of a ten-win year, they have all the momentum in the state. They have a lot of momentum nationally. I just thought they would win some more of these matchups, and it may not matter. It may not make a shit at all, but it. But I, I feel as if they're missing their window. I, is, is all I'm is all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, I, it's hard for me to disagree with you. I, I don't know if I agree fully with you either. I mean, at the end of the day, according to twenty four seven, we're still UF is still number six in the nation. Got a point. I mean, it ain't like they're no, yeah, they're, they're not 31. they're not outside. Yeah, they're not like fucking hanging out with them uh, Northwestern or shit like that. Yeah, I mean, so they're still six in the nation. They still have a good class. Does it suck to see that? You know, week after week after week after week. Right now, yeah, especially in June when not much is going the Florida's way. I mean, yeah, y- with arrest and with people transferring and Chris Steele and and all that. Like it, it, it's, it just doesn't seem like there's much positivity going on in Gainesville, and apparently it's a shit show. Which I mean, right now, from the outside looking in, it's hard to say it's not a shit show. Right. I mean, I don't know. Hell, but I mean, you. you you can't really put your name on that kind of a statement if you don't. Damn, surely he has better. I mean, he has more more inside. You know what? Regardless, but. I tweeted this uh, just either yesterday or the day before. Regardless of all that, perception is reality. I was going to say, and it, and it, and that I mean, until someone proves that reality is not perception, yep. then that perception is our reality right now, and that's where we are as a program. And I, it is what it is. But come August, if uh, you know Florida beats Miami by twenty one, and then. Mm-hmm. Continues to roll and people are playing well and you got a good product on the field. It's easy to recruit a good product. You said that earlier, and yeah. uh, I think that's where we're at. And I think that's hopefully what happens. If not, then you know we'll, we'll I guess we'll see what happens after that. But I think I think everything will be just fine. We just have to uh, have to stop overreacting to everything and stop tweeting at damn recruits for the love of God. Yeah, y'all are the worst about that. Y'all are the worst about that. But now, I, and I'll just, and the last thing I'll say about it is I just feel as if Florida is missing their, because they're a very good team right now. They're a very good program. I think they're missing their window, the easier window, to go from good or great to elite. And, and to, I mean, you want to beat Georgia. You want to beat Alabama. So yeah. if you want to beat them, you better beat their ass on the trail. And then, because that's how players win games like we know that so right. i just like they're missing their window that's all i'm saying i'm not saying it's a bad product or a good product or no I'm, i agree with i you. think I they're just missing their window to go from good or great to elite like yeah. they, now it's 10 wins i mean shit 12 wins is elite so 10 is really really good great close to great if you want to beat georgia which i know that's the goal play in the east play in the championship then you have to win the damn recruiting battles against them yeah. like, if you don't ever beat them and for the player then they're always gonna have the better player but yeah. uh so, with all of that being said, Willie Taggart's playing chess, man. This yeah. guy's playing chess. He ain't playing checkers with Dan Mullen, going after elite players. He's going after subpar players, so we don't have to <laughs> lose to Georgia. We don't got to lose to Clemson. We don't got to lose to Alabama. They're not recruiting the same guys we're recruiting, baby. All we got to do is beat UCF. 
or they have FAU. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. We're battling with damn the fucking scrubs for damn players, and they're not bad players, but they're not elite players. We're not going after Bowman's. We're not, which I will say, I'll give them credit because last year we did too much of that. Yeah. We went after the big fish, and we stayed on the big fish too damn long, and then we went five and seven, and then there was no big fish want to talk to us. The little other uh, mediocre fish were like, nah, fam, we're good. We're, we're out. So yeah. we had to go get the damn little uh, guppies or whatever that was left. So at least they know who they are and going after guys in their caliber. But, I mean, hey, you cannot lose battles to Georgia or Clemson if Georgia or Clemson isn't offering the same guys you're offering. If you're not in a battle with them. It's hard to lose the battle can't, to them. Can't lose it if we're not in it. So <laughs> I'm not saying by any means Florida State's in a better spot. By God knows we're not. But – Tiger's playing chess, baby. He's playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is playing chess? And he's actually playing chess? Uh, in case you can't f- freaking sense the sarcasm, that was a joke. Um, but this is not. Um, Dabo Sweeney. Uh, yeah, yeah, talk to me. Yeah, so Dabo, I, I just ne- he needs to be fired, honestly. He's unsensitive. He needs to be demoted, uh, deported. Uh, he needs to get on out of here. Um, out of the United States. He's un-American. Wow. No, he's, he's none of that, and I, <laughs> I don't really care. I just want him the hell out of Clemson. Who doesn't? <laughs> God almighty, I know Florida State does. But, um, Dallas but, Cowboys, take him to Dallas. Oh, I'm good with it, please God. Dak Prescott turns into a top 10 quarterback in the league. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but anyways, he had a little uh, interesting comment, little quote, little off-season quote. I honest to God don't have any issue with it, but it's just noteworthy. Um, and I quote, he said, I think it was all funny. He was what he's referencing is uh, recruiting Alabama because that's where he played college football, and I believe he's from Alabama. Yeah, yes, yeah. So he's you know he's an Alabama boy. So I, he was referencing that. Somebody asked him what it's like recruiting Alabama, and he said, "I think it was all fun and games early on. It was oh, isn't that sweet and all that stuff. I don't know about walls, but I'm I'm kind of like Osama bin Dabo." He said, laughing. Then he went on to say. I have to navigate my way through the caves and the back channels to make my way through Alabama these days. <laughs> what do you think about that, Joey? <laughs> um, I have to say I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. It's June 12th or 13th, whatever the somebody, hell day it is. Somebody decided to you know, tweet it and, and throw a link in there because they needed some clicks. And, and they it, got them, and boy. And it looked, it looked like you know, a bad comment. And they, everybody... Every, clickbait guy and, and <laughs> news journalist and le- uh, <laughs> a reporter or whatever yeah. they all want to um, you know try to get clicks and uh, that's all that was was a little bit of clickbait and uh, that quote is not that bad but yeah so basically all he's saying is damn people in Alabama want them the hell out of Alabama right like, dude you can't come in here whoop right. our ass in national championship and take our players yeah but he's going to of course he is yeah he's going to but I just thought it was pretty funny that is Dabba, good. Dabba's, you know, he's like the he doesn't ever say anything racy or anything um, on the line. This wasn't even that much on the line. It's, it's just amazing how sensitive freaking Twitter or anything is. Like, yeah, Man, this, this is, is this is two and two months for him though. This yeah. is two clickbaits in two months. He doesn't give a shit. He just got ten million for ten years or something. Nine point four million over ten years. Maybe he'll just take that to the NFL. Yeah, he don't give a damn about what anyone thinks. They're rolling. No one gives a damn. No. They just came into Tallahassee and took a three-star tight end out of Lincoln High School. They haven't done it yet, but they're about to. Just to show that they could do Book it, probably. It. Yeah. And he's a good player. He shouldn't be a three-star. But uh, if Clemson wants him and a true offer, then he's obviously not a three-star type of caliber kid. But they're about to come take him from Tallahassee. Yeah. Yeah. That's fixing to happen. Say Ennis. Write it down. He's probably going to commit within two weeks. Oh, also, I got one for you guys. Jalen Knighton, 
the running back from Deerfield Beach. Um, he's probably going to commit this weekend. He'll be in Tallahassee. He's one of the best. He's one of the better backs in the state. Yep. And uh, but it's uh, I got I got some in, some insight, some intel, some heat on that one. Um, some sources that uh, he's a no already. Just has waiting to announce it. So hopefully we can get a little bit of momentum on the trail as well. They got a pretty decent weekend coming up. Speaking of uh, college ball, that's good to have uh, some momentum on the trail. I can't really relate to that. <laughs> Whatever, man. Um, uh, the only other thing that we have going really right now, I think, is uh, U.S. Open. You know, Woo! get a little U.S. Open. Brooks Kepka show, right? Three in a row. You think? Really? Is it going to be three? Will it be in a row? Um, no, because Tiger won the Masters and then he won. That's true. Oh, you talking about three U.S. Opens in a row? Yeah, my bad. Yes, it not would majors. Be, no, it would be three U.S. Opens in a row. It's happening. Book it. I, I don't think so. You don't? No, I really don't. Why not? Um, I don't Who's know. Win- if he's not winning, who is? He I, win- that's what he wins. He wins those. Yeah, Pebbles. Pebbles different, man. Pebbles different. You don't have to be. Uh, you, you can be a little bit shorter and win Pebble. I think uh, there's a few guys that I think have a chance to win. I think DJ ends up winning. I know he's not a shorter hitter, but I think DJ ends up winning. Um, I think Matt Kuchar has a really, really good chance to win. I think uh, Webb Simpson has been playing really well. I like Kuchar. I love Kuchar. He's so, like, just just plays. He doesn't, yeah. He doesn't really, just smiles at people and plays. Isn't he real tall? Uh, yeah, he's about, yeah, he about he, six four. He always seems tall. He's really lanky. Very lanky. Yeah. Um, Brent Snedeker always plays well, plays well at Pebble. He's uh, he's at 50-1. to one. By the way, I'm, I'm looking at odds right now. I'm not even saying it. Kuchar's 40-1. to one, Webb's 50-1. to one. Uh, Snedeker sixty to or fifty to one. Um, Matthew Wallace is a guy I like at sixty six to one. Not that anybody cares. I'm just letting you know. Fit, uh, Fitzpatrick is a hundred to one to win, and I like him too. Ooh, hundred to one. I'm gonna go ahead and give you two names right now. If mm-hmm. you, if you have gambling accounts, you should. Uh, I do. Okay. Well, <clears throat> Colin Merrick. Oh God, I can't even say it. Merrickow. Not Marikawa. 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 I forgot the A on the end of it. So Marikawa. Marikawa. Whenever okay. I was doing my notes, he's twelve to one in the top twenty. He's mm. going to finish top twenty. And Eric Van Ruin. Rui. Ruyen. Good lord. Dude, you're freaking he is, uh, struggling. He is sixty to or six to one. Jesus, this is rough. Can we delete this at some point? I'm just kidding. Don't really delete it. Okay. You're just an idiot. <clears throat> Anyways, he's six to one to be top twenty. Both of those guys are finishing top twenty. Book it. Six to one. Six to one. And twelve to one. Yeah, and Those would be top odds. ten. Kucher is I feel like is a lot to to go top ten. And uh so we'll go we'll go four to one, top ten on Cooch. Same with Van Ruin. He's uh fourteen to one and Morikawa is forty to one to finish top ten. I think it's worth a bet, but I definitely believe that both of those guys finish top twenty and the odds are good enough to where you can uh you can make a little bit of money and not, not have to wager a whole lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll need to get those notes when we get done. Place yeah. a bet while we're loading this thing up. I got you, but go DJ because I need him to win. All right, deal. I can do that. Hey, uh, real quick, while we got a little bit of time, the women's World Cup. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm glad you mentioned. Yeah, this. it's a little bit late in the show, but you know, I just want to, I just want to congratulate me and you and Brad. Yeah. For not pausing yeah. at all in the last 35 or so minutes, something nope, like that. No pauses. No pauses. We've, no, that means no drinks, though. I'm parched. <laughs> I am thirsty. I ain't gonna lie to you. I am too. I've only had one drink tonight. I'm usually on four or five. Yeah. So this is this is something new for you. I don't know how it's off. gonna work going forward. Well, yeah, it's gonna work like this. I'm gonna start moving the bottle into this room. It's pretty so smart. So I can make it in here. That's pretty smart. But it's okay. Anyways, World Cup, Women's World Cup. Another goal. 
Um, no, no, he saved, he saved that. Gotcha. We're also watching Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals uh, during the podcast right now, and uh, St. Louis is up two to nothing in Boston, and I'm surprised by this. But yeah. the home teams really haven't been very dominant in this series. It's been kind of a road team fest. They split I, in the first two, and then the road team has won each game since. So St. Louis is so physical. They are. I really thought that uh, Tuka Rask would uh, kind of show out and, and almost dominate this game, but he really hasn't. I don't think he's getting enough help. Uh, enough help because they're getting beat the hell, man. Boston's always been the team that imposed their will, right? But St. Louis is just clobbering their ass yeah, they're every time. Them right yeah, now. They, they are out physical them, no doubt. But back to the women's soccer, right? Women's soccer sidetrack. Yeah. Do you have a problem with thirteen goals? Ah, man, that's so tough for me because thirteen goals is a lot. 10 in the second half is a lot. It's an enormous amount. I don't know that I necessarily have a problem with it because, I mean, if you just hold the ball for 30 minutes... That's disrespectful. That's super disrespectful. I agree. But scoring in the you know the third minute of extra time... It's ridiculous. Like, you're in the 90, 93rd minute, 94th minute or whatever it's 12 it was. 12 to nothing. And it's 12-0. Like, like maybe, maybe hold that one. Maybe hold that one. All right. So, and don't and if you do score it, okay, if you do score it, and I understand, I understand that some of these girls haven't haven't scored in a World Cup before. Haven't played in one. They haven't played in one. A so, lot of them didn't play. So to celebrate it, I, I get it to an extent. I, I know Alex Morgan said that, you know, this is a, a, a dream of ours to and score it, in the World Cup. It only happens once every four years. Right. You only get what, three at the most? I mean if you if you're a super Wombok got like three, I believe. Yeah. I mean Rapino, same. Right. But so two World Cups generally, maybe one. One's probably more common than two. I would I would assume so. I wouldn't know. <laughs> but but my so all right. So I did not have a strong opinion when we first talked about this, and now I do. I've, I've changed my stance on this. Okay. I think it's bullshit. I'll be honest. I think it's bullshit. I don't think. I think thirteen goals is too much. That's ridiculous. Like park the bus, pull like. Okay, so, and then for the idiot saying pull your starters, it's not how soccer works. Yeah, you get three you, subs. You get three subs. So at most you can pull what we say twenty seven percent. Twenty seven percent of your team you can pull out. Right. Like, so no, there's not like a basketball like where you get the backups in, you get three backups in. Right. That's okay. It. So that's not how it works. And you also want to stay in game shape and and get back in in the right form. Because like we said, you can practice as much as you want, but until you're playing in a game, that's how you get in the correct shape. But Park the bus. We played FIFA. Don't park the bus park when the you bus. get a freaking lead. Right. Okay, 10? Okay, 20 minutes to go, 10, 15 minutes to go. I'm sure Thailand wouldn't have gave a shit if you would have damn let, just hold the ball for a little bit. We'll chase after it like we we'll chase after it like we want, you know, like we want to get the ball, but we really don't want it, but we'll just act like we want it. Y'all just y'all have possess. Possess the damn ball. Just for everyone that hasn't played FIFA a lot, explain what you mean by park the bus real quick. Joey. Uh, basically, you, you instead of running your normal offense, like four three three or whatever, you basically just pull everybody back, and that's yeah. You play in the back half. Yeah, you play you're in the back half. To, on yeah, the, on you're the just trying to side. you're just trying to possess the ball. You're not trying to finish in the final third. You're not trying to you're not trying to score goals at that point. You're trying to just win the game. You've you've accomplished what you came to do, and like and so then when you said it, and I said it that okay, that's disrespectful to hold the ball for the last thirty minutes. I'm pretty sure scoring the goal in the damn 93rd minute is more disrespectful than holding the ball. And I don't think Thailand would have had an issue with it. Uh, it's definitely more disrespectful to score that late. And I mean, especially when it's your 13th. God if it's almighty. your 5th or 6th, okay, maybe yeah. not. But your 13th, yeah. that's a lot. 
Yeah, two the other touchdowns, thing, you miss the extra point. The other, the other thing I do want to say is, you know, I, like you said about game shape. I mean, all these girls are in shape. They're in game shape too. I mean, but it's a good time to practice running different plays. And so, if you happen to score on them, you happen to score on them, and that sucks. I mean, Steve Spurrier always said it's your job to stop me. It's my job to score. I don't care what the score is. And he, I mean, I, he, he lived by that. Sometimes to a fault. So I can I can appreciate both sides of the argument. I'm I'm I still don't have a strong stance on it either way. And here's where I dis I, I agree but disagree. I agree with it's your job to stop me. I've been on both ends of that. I've been on both ends of that where we couldn't stop anyone and where our offense couldn't be stopped. And I liked I loved when we couldn't be stopped and I, <laughs> I hated when we couldn't stop anyone. But the difference was for Steve Spurrier is he had scholarship athletes. The other team had scholarship athletes. Yeah. United States women are the only one of the only teams in the world that are paid to play soccer. Yeah. Like that's their job. The people that are playing weren't they're not paid to be full time soccer players. In Thailand. In Thailand. Yeah. I mean, so there are maybe Germany, I think, France, France they, yeah. Some teams some of your powerhouses, yes, those are their those are their full time jobs. I think the women make they just said they were gonna not play if they didn't get a pay raise. Right. So they're they're that's their job, that's their profession. And then some of these they play in the European leagues and I get that, but who you were playing on Tuesday was they're not being paid. So you're not it's that's damn apples to oranges. Like they're they're not on scholarship, they're not paid professionals. It's different. It's in my opinion, it's different. Like I'm not saying let them win, pat them on the back. No, no, no. But there comes a point where you make a judgment call like, okay, enough enough's is enough. enough. Like, right. throw in the – Thailand, they can't throw in the towel. They have to keep playing. Yeah. But you have to damn find a way to be like, okay, why is there – if that's the case, then why is there a mercy rule in soccer? Why is there run rules? Right. Uh, it's professional sports. I get it, but it's not the same scale. It's not the same level, in my opinion. I'm not embarrassed to be an American. Shit, at the end of the day, get better. But they can't. Like that's just as good as they're ever going to be because that's not their that's not their job. Do you think that part of it was them trying to make a statement of we're going to repeat and sorry Thailand you just happened to be the one that they got the statement made against them? Do you think maybe? But I think the statement could have been made at eight or ten or seven or yeah. seven. I mean, it's soccer. Like we don't. We don't Thirteen's score. a new World Cup record. By we the way, we don't score. Yeah, there, I saw something. There's like twenty countries in the world that have never scored thirteen goals ever in the, in the, in in the, the history entire, of the World in the Cup. History of the World Cup in the history of their team. Yeah, we scored thirteen. In one game, so I, I agree. I think, but I think I think the point could be made without that. I, I I don't really care too terribly much, but I'm not embarrassed to be American by any means. No, but me either. But I think that was a little bit too much. I think it was too much. I just I, feel like it was too much. Yeah. In any other sport, that shit wouldn't be okay. No, no. I mean, I agree with that. Do you think that some of the women can play on the men's national team? Because no, I still suck. don't. I think the men suck. I think the women are really good. But and I'm not sexist, but. I would, I would actually, I would actually like to watch that game, and I want, I would bet you, I would bet you money that they beat them worse than thirteen to zero. The men would beat the girls. I might be closer to twenty to zero if they wanted to. I'm sure, yeah. No, no, but I'm saying if we're gonna do it, like if, if we're gonna play, we're gonna play. I'm trying to beat you. y'all. Want the same money as us? Okay, <laughs> let's look at the skill level. The men aren't good, but I still bet you money they'll be. I, I want some soccer players, please, because I'm not a huge soccer. I'm a soccer fan. I never played really. I'm yeah, same. Want, I'm definitely a soccer fan. I'm a soccer fan though. I like soccer, but I would like to know what y'all's take on that is. Shane Edge, I know you're listening still at this point. How how many minutes in are we now? Fifty-five. I know Shane's still listening. I need to know can't, how bad would the men beat the women? That's all I want to know. Brock Edge. Brock Edge, does he listen? Uh, I don't know, but he's no, probably in, not. He, he's up in Virginia now. I don't have anything. We can to tell him. Life. We'll tell him to turn it on at fifty minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. But serious talk, though. Any soccer player, any soccer player at all, 
please, please, please yeah. let us know because I'm interested to know like a, a perspective of someone who has actually been in that spot. Right. I want to know. Yeah. I They're too. pros too. So I want to know. That's interesting. Hey, you know uh, what I want to know? What's that? Uh, where can you get some cool guns? You know what? I got just the place for you. Okay. JW Weaponry right here, Lake City, Florida. All 41? Yeah, 41. Family owned and operated, right? Six years now. Been in business. So uh, make sure you guys go by JW Weaponry. Check them out. Um, Make sure you tell them the front porch sitting crew sent you there. Woo! Um, Get a deal. Tell them you need a deal. Tell them you need a deal. Uh, But seriously, go by. Check out JW Weaponry. Hey, guys. um, Appreciate you listening. We enjoyed this one. If you enjoyed it, even if you didn't enjoy it, go like it, retweet it. That shit's free. Um, subscribe that's free we're on iTunes SoundCloud Spotify wherever you get your podcast we're there um, and we're working on some cool stuff we got some cool stuff in the works so any type of publicity that you can damn do throw our way is much 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 appreciated um, hey man this has been Bradford Joey and Chris and uh, we are front porch sitting I'm about yeah. to get my damn drink bitch ah, also one more thing if uh, if you guys have anything that you ever want to hear us talk about or add to the show or th- something that we suck at please let us know don't hesitate to uh, to reach out you can reach to the front porch sitting account at cmart1353 yeah. uh, at jh23 whatever at bradford is uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead at Virad G from LC. Okay. Yep, you're right. Yep, um, it's but anyway, seriously, if you have any anything that you want us to talk about, let us know. We, we appreciate the feedback, and we enjoy the interactions, especially on Thursday mornings. <laughs> it's my it's, favorite. Uh, it's always a good time. So we appreciate you guys, as always. See you next time, so you got to pay me. Um, business on Bentley, we mop through the A. Business on Benji, we stack every day. Business is business, so you gotta pay. New Lamborghinis made me wanna race. The E-Pettichini, I'm stuck in my way. My best are repeated, I fucking get paid. My flow of the Z-Kitty rappers like eight. You said I'm running on the lens of my shades. Gonna back up, I was going through a phase. I double up and got my bitches straight. You